Welcome, beloved. Welcome to our Easter service. All those who dressed up, I love it. Uh, we're celebrating, but um, today the whole world celebrates Easter. They celebrate Resurrection Sunday and they celebrate Jesus rising up. But I hope you know that you're also celebrating you. Okay, because because of him, because he rose again, you, you, you are alive today. And so I want you to wish the person sitting next to you happy birthday. It's your new birth. And so you wish happy birthday. It's your birthday. You were celebrating the new birth. Okay. We have people who've joined us online. So welcome. Um, you know, for those who hear us online, you're most, um, uh, find us on uh, Facebook. Our handle is at Beloved Sons. And so then you message us and we'll tell you where we gather. And you're most welcome to come and be part of all the sons uh, in Bombay. And uh, write to us. Um, b below today's sermon, I'm going to put a link up of all the scripture verses that I'm taking. So you'll, um, <clears throat> you can read through that. Okay. Um, so yeah, today we are celebrating Christ is risen. Okay. And before I get into the word, it says, if Christ is not risen, your faith is futile. It's in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 17. If Christ is not risen, your faith is futile and you are still in your sins. Okay. And then also those who have fallen asleep in Christ have perished. In this life, only we have hope in Christ. We are all of men the most pitiable. It's because Christ rose that we are alive today. Okay. And um, so, yeah, let's just get into the word. Okay. I've taken some uh, verses and I put it down. I don't need so many pens. So I'm going to keep that here. So maybe just two. Um, so for those who are listening to us online, it will be very nice if you take the, if you hear the message on sonship. Okay. So if you hear the message on sonship, then you're going to, you're going to really see, uh, that you're another son. Jesus rose again. He was the first born again among many brethren. Okay. So I like to start by saying you and I are a spirit being God is spirit. And so those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. That's our identity. You're not your flesh. You're not your body. You are spirit. And God talks in the language of spirit. Okay. Like if you go to China, you can't talk Marathi there. Right. You'll have to talk Chinese. If you come to India, you can talk maybe in Maharashtra Marathi. But God also has a language. And if you start understanding where you come from, then it's that language. And so he calls you spirit. You are spirit. He is spirit. And so I am spirit. And so everything about God and about you is a spiritual identity. And guess what? Your body follows your spiritual identity. Okay, so when, so I'm going to start off again by the tree. And this is like a rem. Okay, the tree of knowledge of good and evil that led to death. Okay, this is carnal, this is flesh. Okay, this is darkness. Okay, and this is where man fell. So Adam partook, he fell into a rem. Okay. It's also a reality or the Bible calls it a fallen reality. The Bible calls this a fact. It's actually in Greek, it's translated as an illusion, but it actually means a fact. So the minute Adam sinned, his eyes were opened and he fell into a realm. He fell into a realm of darkness and, and, and a reality opened up for him, a fallen reality or an illusion. Okay. And then Christ comes and redeems us. Okay. And opens up another realm for us. Another reality for us. And this is the tree of life. And this is, is, it is a reality. This is truth. So God calls this an illusion and God calls this the truth. 
That's why you're in this world, but not of this world. Okay? And I'm just going to draw that before I start that message so that the scriptures become easier for you. And this is the cross here. Okay? He made a way through this, you get here. Through the cross. You get into, you get to be here. Are you seeing this? Are you seeing this? Okay. Okay? The cross is the way from one rem to another rem. Okay? Now let's read the verses as you understand this. Okay, John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. I think enlarge it. Uh, sorry. No, no. You're getting it here. We don't need it here. Come out of this. Yeah, one minute. Yeah. Yeah, just open this one. Sorry. Uh, can someone help with this? How do you make this full screen? Can you just pause that one minute? Here. Okay. Got it. Okay, can you see it? Yeah, sorry. Okay. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, that means die, but have everlasting life. Okay? Everlasting life. For God did not send his, his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. The minute Adam sinned, okay, he was, supposed, he was not supposed to partake of the fruit, right? God said, eat of the tree of life. Don't eat out of the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Because the day you eat out of it, death is going to come in. And the minute Adam went and partook of the fruit, death came into the world. And so it's, it's almost like a judgment came to the world. And this judgment was like a sentence that led to death. So this world is under a judgment. Okay? Already, it's like a sentence in this realm. That, that means you have to live by do good, get good, do bad, get bad. The sentence in this realm is death. It's already been judged. There's a, there's a cycle and patterns and there's like a judgment in this realm. Okay? He who believes in him is not condemned. That means he who believes in the son is not condemned. That Now in the brackets I've written everything that it shows in Greek. That means this person is not judged. He comes out of this judgment. He comes out of the cycle. This person is separated. That means the way out of the patterns and cycles of this world is through the cross. That means the way out of this cycle, the way out of this judgment is through the cross. So he who believes in him is not condemned, is not judged. This person is separated, but he who does not believe is condemned already because he is not believed in the name of the only begotten son of God. So there's a ram, there's a judgment here, there's a death cycle here, and to get out of it, it's through the cross. Okay, now let's look at Romans 5.15. For if by one man's offense... If by one man's offense, that is Adam's offense, many died, much more the grace of God and the gift by the grace of the one man, Jesus Christ, abounded to many. And the gift is not like that which came through the one who sinned. For the judgment, okay, which came from one offense, what is offense? It means one slip. In, in Greek, it's trans, uh, translated as slip up. Okay, one mistake. So, Look at this. For the judgment which came from one mistake resulted in condemnation, guilt. But the free gift which came from many offenses resulted in justification. That means so you could live in life. 
For if by one man's offense, a lapse or deviation from the truth, a slip up, death reigned through the one, much more those who receive the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness, okay, will reign in life through the one Jesus Christ. Therefore, as through one man's offense, judgment came to all men, resulting in condemnation, even so through one man's righteous act, the free gift came to all men, resulting in justification of life. For as by one man's disobedience, many were made sinners, so also by one man's obedience, many will be made righteous. It's so important to know that you're righteous. You can't be in this realm and be a sinner because God is not looking at your flesh and picking your identity. He looks at you by the cross. And so when you're here, you're not a sinner, you're a son. You're a son here. And if you're not in Christ, then you're a sinner. That's how God looks at you. He looks at you through a spiritual identity. Okay? Now, God is spirit. Those who worship him, worship him in spirit and truth. So after Adam partook of the tree of knowledge of good and evil, guess what happened? He died. What part of him died? His spirit died. And do you know that everything follows your spiritual identity? And that's why his body began to die. So death followed. So before, people were living for a long time, long years. And then people gradually started, the numbers started getting short, short, short. So how is the body, where is body taking notes from? Is your spiritual identity. And so everything about God is your spiritual identity. He talks in spirit. And so spirit is truth. And you, you align yourself and you believe what the Father says about you because guess what? Your body is taking notes from you. It's listening to who you are. That's why it tells you don't be double-minded. Come into alignment. That means start believing who you are because your body is listening to you. And it will catch up with what you're believing. That's how divine health flows in. Okay? So look at this. So there is a judgment in this world right now. And how are you separated from it? It's through the cross. What Jesus did. So Jesus came. We were supposed to have dominion over this whole world. And man fell. Jesus looked exactly like what Adam should have looked like. Because he has absolute dominion over creation. He speaks. He's talking to the trees. He's walking on water. He's stilling the storms. And so he's a representation of what we were supposed to be like before the fall. And then he comes and redeems us back to the father. And now guess what is happening? We've come out of the tree of knowledge of good and evil here. And now you started believing what God says about you. And even as you started believing your spiritual identity first, your body will follow. Okay, your body will follow. Let's go to John 17. Okay, this is amazing where God talks about <clears throat> Jesus' prayer. Okay, and this is all that the fivefold ministry or all that the churches meant so that you come into your oneness with him. John 17, Jesus spoke these words, lifted up his eyes to heaven and said, Father, the hour has come. Now see this. Glorify your son. Honor your son. That your son also may glorify you as you have given him authority over all flesh that he should give eternal life as to as many as you have given him. And this is eternal life. What is eternal life? That they may experientially know you. That means have a personal relationship with you. That's your treasure. Okay. The only true God and Jesus Christ whom he has sent. I have glorified you on the earth. I have finished the work which you have given to me. And now, O Father, glorify me together with yourself, with the glory which, which, with which I had with you before the world was. 
today, even as you're celebrating Resurrection Sunday, you don't see Jesus rising up again. The cross is identification. He died on my behalf. That means when I see him go on the cross, it was me who went on the cross. That's why even as he rose again and the whole world is celebrating that he rose again, you are celebrating that you rose again. God lifted you up from the grave. It says you're seated at the right hand of the Father. And that's why today's message is the Son is risen. He is risen, but so are you. You are risen. That's your spiritual identity. From above, as he is, so am I in this world. And even as you start not double-guessing your identity, listen, everything is following who you are. God only doesn't want you to be double-minded about who you are. Okay? Now see this. So we're taking all the verses that talk about as Christ rose, even you rose. Okay? And how even as you're taking on your position, everything is coming under your feet. Okay, so look at this in verse 6, John 17, verse 6. I have manifested your name to the men whom you have given me out of the world. This word men is actually means people or a mankind or a humankind. I have manifested your name to the people you have given me out of this world. That means it's not everybody. It's like there's a selection here. And see this. They were yours. You gave them to me and they have kept your word. Now they have known that all things which you have given me are from you. For I have given to them, what did Jesus give to them? I have given to them the words which you have given me. So what did he come about? Speaking. He gave some words. Okay. And they have received these words. What does it mean by received? It means to take, to marry, to lay hold of aggressively. That means to hear something and not reject it. That means every time the word shows you something, don't reject it. Take it, receive it, because just because your father says so. Now see this. I have given to them the words which you have given me, and they have received them. That means they've married these words. They become one with those words. You know what a marriage is? Marriage means it's for life. That means I choose to be with this person. Through high and lows and everything, but I choose to be with this person, Right? They have received them and have known surely that I came from you and they have believed that you sent me. I pray for, sorry, I pray for them. I do not pray for the world. He's saying I do not pray for everyone, but I'm praying for these who've received my words. Okay. But for those whom you have given me, for they are yours. Now listen to this. And all mine are yours. That word mine means everything that belongs to me. It's not only talking about people. It talks about all things. All mine are yours. Okay? That means yours means what you possess, your very own. And yours are mine. So all mine, that means whatever belongs to me, my mother, my laptop, my chair, my house, anything that belongs to me is yours. I remember once having a dream in which in this dream, not only was I white, you're the righteousness of God, but I saw everything was white, including my chair, including my laptop, including everything. That, that's what righteousness means. That means whatever belongs to you, if you plonked yourself into this rim, if you're born again, everything about you got plonked into this rim. Everything about you. That's why I don't worry about my mother or you. my laptop comes back when I lost it or the things is because they're under righteousness. They come into that same covenant. That's why in the old, you see, when Joseph was, uh, you know, he was leading, 
Okay, before that, when he was in the Potiphar's house, everything, his donkey, his cow, his anything that was under his supervision was blessed. It's because whatever belongs to you belongs to the father. Okay, so look at this. And all mine, what I possess are yours. And what you possess your is, is your very own. That means it's my father's. And yours are mine. And I am glorified. That means honored and magnified in them. Now I am no longer in the world, but these are in the world. And I come to you. Holy Father, keep through your name those whom you have given me, that they may be, that they may be one as we are. While I was with them in the world, I kept, I kept them in your name. This word kept them, you know what it means? It means I guarded them, I watched over them, I kept them in custody. It also means I kept them in isolation. While I was in the world, I kept them in your name. It's like a rem. You're in his name now. You're in Christ. Okay? In your name. Those whom you gave me, I have kept. And none of them is lost except the son of perdition or destruction. That is Judas. That the scripture might be fulfilled. But now I come to you that these things I speak in the world. That they may have my joy fulfilled in themselves. I have given them your word. What has he given them? I have given them your word. And the world has hated them because they are not of the world. I am not of the world. You are not of the world. Jesus says, I am from above. So you are from above. Okay. Just as I am not of the world, I do not pray that you should take them out of the world, but that you should keep them from the evil. It doesn't say evil one. It just says evil. That means you keep them from this rem. Who, who controls this rem? The prince of the power of the air. The devil works about in the carnal rem. Okay, you've been plonked out of this into the light, into the sun. Okay, so see this. The word evil means full of labors, hardships, pressed and harassed by labors, bad of nature or condition. Keep them from all of this. Keep them from this, this rem. They are not of the world, just as I am not of the world. Now this is the truth. See this. Sanctify. Sanctify, that means set them apart, make them holy, Separate them. To separate from things profane. Purify. Sanctify them by your truth. Sanctify them by your truth. Do you know how you separate yourself from the patterns and cycles of this world? That means it's happening to the one to your left. It's happening to the one to your right. You see bad things happening in people's lives. But it will not happen to you. And do you know how Jesus says that you separate yourself from the profane things? That means these cycles and patterns that are going on from here. He gives you an instruction. You separate yourself by the word. And then this word, it's, it says, separate them by your truth. And then that word truth says, by your reality. That means everything that you see here in this realm, that's why I always say whenever you see some symptoms, I, I said, yeah, it's there. It's a reality of the fallen world. It's an illusion. And the Greek word calls it their facts. And then how are you separated? You stand on the word and you believe where you come from. Y your job is not, your, you're not running after the word anymore. We are only resting because it's only showing us who we already are. It's a finished work. And so our reality is different. That means right now there are two realities. There is a fallen reality and there's a reality of the risen realm that you and I belong to. 
And how do you stay in that REM or how do you rest in that REM is by separating yourself. It's a sanctify. Sanctify means to really separate something. That means something is bad and I'm separating you. Okay? And I'm separating you by the truth. That means those things happened to others, but it didn't happen to some. I separated myself just by believing who I am. Okay? So see this. They are not of the world, just as I am not of the world. Sanctify them. Separate them by your truth. Your word is truth. And then it translates that as your word is another reality. Your word is another rim. Okay? As you sent me into the world... I also have sent them into the world and for their sakes I sanctify myself that they also may be sanctified by the truth. How did rheumatoid arthritis disappear from me? Other people are getting crippled by it and things can happen. But even as I took the word that no, I'm a new creation, this is not my realm, this is not my reality, I belong in another realm. It's not in my nature and even as I rested in that truth that this is who I am, I separated myself with the truth. I started seeing another reality in my body. The reality of the risen Christ. That as he is, so am I in this world. You sanctify, you separate yourself by the word. And believing is not a feeling and an emotion. Carnal rem. Believing is a decision to believe the father. Just because you say so. I believe that I, I'm a son. It's not in my nature to fall sick. Whether rheumatoid arthritis went or not. I just believed it because my father say, says so. And everything follows your belief when it's a decision. It'll align, it'll submit to you. Okay, because it's not based on feelings and emotions. So look at this. Look at verse 20. I do not pray for these alone, but also for those who will believe in me through their word, that they all may be one, as you, Father, are in me, and I in you, that they also may be one in us, that the world may believe that you sent me and the glory. Look at the word for glory. What does it mean? The splendor, the honor, the magnificence, the excellence, the preeminence means you get to have the first place in everything. The dignity, the grace, the majesty, that which belongs to God, a kingly majesty which belongs to him as a supreme ruler. Hey, Jesus is saying the glory which you gave me, I am saying and the glory which you gave me, I have given them. He's giving you the same glory, the same preeminence, okay? That they may be one, just as we are one. That they may be one. That means that I may be single. That means I may be in unity, just as we are one. There is no separation in God's mind. And the devil brings about separation. The minute we partook of the tree of knowledge of good and evil, it divided. It got separated. And that's why even as I'm coming in my unity with him in my mind, I'm starting believing my oneness with him. I just believe it because he says so. That it's all, I died, it's all Christ in me. And then the flesh comes or the carnal mind will come and argue with you and say, nope, it cannot be, look what you did. And that's your point when you believe because the father says so. Because everything, your body will follow what you're believing. After some time, you won't be flesh and spirit. It'll all be Christ in you. Because you've started believing first who you are. You know, you can't say, believe that it's not in your nature to fall sick. And it's in the small things. Just in a, a table conversation. You can be at dinner. You can be having, uh, you know, you can go out for lunch. And you'll realize it's in the microcosm. You can come to know what someone really believes. And sometimes it's in the casual conversations. I find out they don't really believe it's not in their nature. It's in the casual conversations. And then you can't deceive your body. 
So your body is listening to you and saying that, but she says one thing and then she also says something else. And so now what am I listening to? It's like that. You're not in one mind. If you believe you're an architect, if you really believe you're an architect, even in casual conversations, you're not going to say I'm a fashion designer when you go out and sit at dinner. You'll really talk about the architectural things and you because you really believe it. So the doing part comes unconsciously when you really believe who you are. Like Superman, he flies. He comes from another rim. And so even in his casual conversations, he will be talking about flying. That he can't fall sick, he can't, you know, you can't poke his needle, the needle will break. It follows even because he really believes this is who he is. And so you can't be two minds because your body is listening to you. And so even as believing is a decision that you make, you'll realize then it's not like doing like, no, I'm confessing, I'm confessing. No, it will, it will follow suit. You understand? So then I hear these people saying, that, oh, but I believed by his tribes, Samila, nothing is happening. No, your body will not listen to you. You don't do church. It's your being. You are. And so even it flows, even in the microcosm. Like I don't even joke about sickness. You all know me. I will never say I'm unwell. It's not because I genuinely don't believe it. And so even in the small things, when I hear people, I'll just be quiet or I might not be partake of those conversations. I'll separate myself out of it because it's not in my nature. And so then you wonder, how does divine health flow? Because my body is listening, it's obeying. And now I have not confused it. I have given it one truth. Yeah, this is the truth and this is where we come from. And now, obediently, they will listen to it. And so every cell is taking notes in you. And so now, suddenly it's programmed, yes, we can't fall sick. Every cell in you is righteous conscious. You've not confused it. And a double-minded man doesn't receive single-minded man. When the lamp of the body is the eye, if the eye is good, the body is full of light. That means if the eye, the good is translated as single. If it's single, the whole body is full of light. And so now what is it saying? Till we all come, become one, single. That means God's thoughts, my thoughts, everything that I'm saying is one. I don't believe anything else. Right now I'm in my business and my business looks like it's not prosperous. And now my business is trying to give me an identity of like, are you sure you're a son? Because the son says that everything I touch will be prosperous. And so now do I look at my business and let it give me an identity? Or do I still rest and say, Father, it is you. You teach me to be prosperous. Do you teach me to profit? And so I don't let my business tell me who I am. I still rest in who my father says I am. I thank wisdom that you're with me and you're showing me even as I'm going ahead. And I keep going ahead and I'm walking ahead and that's what I do. I don't let the patterns and the cycles of this world tell me who I am. Just because my father says so, I believe who I am. And then everything follows suit to who you really believe you are. So now look at this, okay? Just as we are one, I in them and you in me, that they may be made perfect. That means perfected in unity in one. That the world may know that you have sent me and have loved them as you have loved me. This is Jesus' prayer when he's going on the cross that we all come into one mind. Oneness about who he says you are. Don't be conflicted about what, what the father says about you. I told you in 1 John it's written, will you believe the father's testimony about you? That's what he wants you to believe, his testimony about you. And so you just believe it. I always look at the word and I see where I'm not, where I'm not here. And then I just do that and I start I start reprogramming, let's just say that. Start believing my father's words about me. Okay? Verse 24. Father, I desire that they also whom you 
whom you gave me may be with me where I am, that they may behold my glory. That means, look, behold my glory, which you have given me. For you loved me before the foundation of the world. O righteous Father, the world has not known you, but I have known you. And these have known that you sent me and have declared to them your name. What is the name? The name and everything will bow down. It is Jesus. He shares one name. And will declare it that the love with which you which you loved me may be in them and I in them. The love, how is it, how are we going to experience that love? It's through your oneness. Stop separating yourself. What God has joined, let not your mind separate. Okay? Don't be double-minded about who you are. Your flesh gets us double-minded. You see in the flesh all the things you do and it gets you into a separated mindset. And that's the time when you have to still hold your what the Father says about you. He is not looking at you in your flesh. He is looking at you as a spiritual identity. And even as you start believing your spiritual identity, you're going to see things in another reality. That means there are two realities right now, two realms existing. And one realm gives you something and another realm gives you life. And the way you separate yourself out of it is by his truth. He wants you to believe that. And you rest yourself. Okay, look at Ephesians 4.7. So now you know what all the churches, what everything is supposed to do. 4.7 verse 11, Ephesians 4.11. And he himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers for the equipping of the saints, for the work of ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God. Guess what? To a perfect man. What did Jesus pray on the cross? I'm praying that they, are get, they get perfected in unity. That just as I am one with you, they are one with me. I in them, they in you. Till we all come to unity. But where is this unity coming? In your flesh? In your body? In your thinking? Don't separate. Start believing your oneness. And the best way is look at the Gospels. See how Jesus says, it's him who is working in me. Yeah, Father, it's you who are working in me. You are leading my way. You are telling me what to do. Why is this problem here? It's here because the Father wants to be glorified. It's here to show something. All death is under my feet. And so the only way out of this is resurrection. See yourself one with him. To the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, see this, that we should no longer be children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the trickery of men. That means you don't, you get out of this realm here. In the cunningness, craftiness of deceitful plotting, but speaking the truth in love, may grow up in all things into him who is the head Christ, from whom the whole body joined and knit together by what every joint supplies, according to the effective working by which every part does its share, causes growth of the body for the edifying of itself in love. The purpose of every church, wherever it is, they are supposed to show your oneness with him. That's what they're supposed to do. To you come to a perfect man. Jesus went on the cross for us, was condemned in his body, his flesh, so that your requirement and my requirement of every failure that you will do in this flesh and this body has already been paid in the, blood, in the body of Christ. That's why you can never get perfect in this flesh. I told you there's a generation and there is a church that wants to see holiness in the flesh. It is not possible. David missed it. Moses missed it. Everyone. Because the law of sin and death is in the members. That's why Christ had to come on my behalf go in Romans uh, 8, I think it says. And sin was condemned in his flesh. 
so that you and I go free, that now there's no condemnation and we can really live by our spiritual identity, what the Father says. And the more you start listening to who you are, trust me, the walking will happen. And even if you miss it, because the law of sin and death is here, here and there, shake it off and get up and still say, I'm the righteousness of God. The Holy Spirit is convicting you of your righteousness. Okay? And through righteousness, you reign in life. Is it? Hello? Hello? It's, is it getting recorded? Is it getting recorded? I don't think so. Sorry, just a second. Situation, do not forget where you come from. You, you, you address the situation knowing who you are. Like Superman, however he goes, that's why you are like a prince with Whether he has a conversation on the phone, or whether he is speaking to somebody, or whether he goes to a party, everything that he will do will come about who he is. And in every con uh, conversation, he might deal with the other people will run out of the room. He knows he's Superman, and so he may not run out of the room. Everything is under his feet. Everything comes from his spiritual identity. So look at this. But be doers of the word and not hearers only. And now see what it says. The next word. Deceiving yourselves. That means who is getting deceived? You. Now see what deceiving means. It means to reason contrary to truth. A misleading way. Distorted reasoning. Using what seems plausible but later lets the person down. Disappoints. That means you get disappointed in that situation and you wonder why did this not happen. You have deceived yourself. Miscalculated something that means delusion. You know what delusion is? Delusion is like you're not seeing something real. So now the father is saying, I'm telling you that this is real. And now you, every time you're hit with a problem, you start, you forget where you are. You start addressing it like this. And so now you deceive yourself and now the world is ineffective in your life. And it's not producing it. It disappoints you. And you don't know why, is because the hearers, when you're hearing the word, don't forget the doing part. And then it says, for if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man observing his natural face in the mirror. That means you know where, where he comes from. Like you said, you come to a Sunday meeting or you come to Wednesday. I keep telling you, you're a son. You're risen. You're seated above. Everything. Okay? You're a hearer of the word, for he observes himself, then goes away goes for lunch, goes for dinner, and then suddenly starts casually talking and immediately forgets what kind of man he was. But he who looks in the perfect law of liberty and continues in it, and is not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this one is blessed in what he does. So this person hears, then even when he's going out, everything that he's doing, even the conversations, come out from his identity of who he is. He doesn't forget who he is. Now this one is blessed in what he does, that means this one is going to see the word of God effective in his life. That's what it means. And this person is not deceiving. I'm not confusing my body. I do not bring it into double-minded. Like they're like, she says one thing, but now I'm in this, what is this? So who are we? Are we a son? Are we, like, what is this? It's, it's confused. Every cell is confused. I'm giving you a principle of how your body obeys you. Adam died, his spirit died, and his body died, followed suit. Now, Jesus has plumped you and made you alive. And now, guess what? Even as you started believing who you are, your body is following who you are. What is coming in the way between my body and my spirit man is my mind. And that is what is coming into unity. Into unity of what the Father says about you. Into the tree of life. You're reprogramming it. And that's why it says we transformed, or that word says transfigured. Just the way Jesus was transfigured on the mount. Remember, that word means transfigured by the renewing of your mind. That means 
even as your mind is not being adequated anymore, is becoming single to what the father says about you, your whole body is now just becoming one. And so now what is happening, your spirit, your soul, your mind, and your body is all one. We all think we are one. There's no disagreement in us. Okay? So look at this. Romans 6. What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? Certainly not. How shall we who die to sin live any longer in it? Or do you not know that as many of us as were baptized into Christ, that is what Resurrection Sunday is, were baptized into Christ, Jesus, were baptized into his death, therefore we were buried with him through baptism into death. So when Jesus was buried, Good Friday service, you were buried, okay? That just as Jesus was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we should walk in the newness of life. Now we've been raised and now we walk into this newness of life. That means Jesus like opened like a portal, you know, into another realm, through the cross. This is the road. He is the road into another realm. And now you, you can experience a newness of life. For if you have been united together in the likeness of his death, certainly we also shall be in the likeness of his resurrection. Knowing this, that our old man, what is the old man? Just you. Your old man, your old, the ways and patterns that we were taught from school and your mother told you certain things. We read science books and they told us certain things. The old man, everything that came from this knowledge of tree of good and evil that we raised up. All the information that I have, this old Priya, this old Priya, the old man was crucified with him that the body of sin might be done away with, that I should no longer be a slave to sin. For he who has died has been freed from sin. Now, if we die with Christ, we believe that we should also live with him, knowing that Christ, having been raised from the dead, Gidu, having been raised from the dead, Mahima, having been raised from the dead, dies no more, death no longer has dominion over him. Death no longer has dominion over you. For the death that he died, he died to sin once for all, but the life that he lives, he lives to God. Now, look at this. Likewise. That means the same way, the same way. The cross, we are celebrating Resurrection Sunday, but if you only see Jesus rising up and you're worshiping, worshiping him like a God, you missed it. You have to start seeing it as identification. We were, a, we were a superior class of beings, we fell. And so our older brother comes and redeems us back into that position and puts us in this realm. And so he went on my behalf, so when he died, when he was buried, I was buried. When he rose again, now I have risen again. And so we are celebrating resurrection. I am celebrating. I am risen. It's my birthday. Okay? Likewise, you also reckon yourself. Means consider or think now. Start seeing yourself. That's what he's saying. Start seeing yourself. Indeed, dead to sin, but alive to God in Christ our Lord. Sin, actually, in the if you read in the Greek, it just means missing the mark. It means failure. God's version of sin is whatever is not of faith is sin. That means anything that you did without faith, without God being there, that is sin. Okay? In fact, if you did some decisions and you were wrong, but you really felt like it was you did it all in faith, God doesn't look at it as sin. Because whatever is not of faith, that means done in your own self-effort, without God, independent, that's what Adam did, right? Independent, is sin. So look at this. Now we're alive and we're here. So now Galatians 2.20. I say this about you. I have been crucified with Christ. 
I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live. So now your carnal mind will tell you, but what part of you, because you go to the mirror and you see, it just says, that's where your mind comes in and these eyes come in. And you, all that the Father wants you to do is start believing this whole him is by faith. Because there is another reality. It's just that you don't see it with your physical eyes and so you think it doesn't exist. But even science has proven today that there's another realm, and this realm makes this other realm, and it's a higher realm. So what if the Bible is like a scientific book? Suddenly everyone will start taking it seriously. All of them are getting a lot of truths from here. Because it is the truth. Truth means it's a reality. The Bible calls truth a reality. And it calls the fallen world fact and illusion. So how do you how do how how do you live here? I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live. The day you got born again, you said, Jesus, yes. It says that you died. It's no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live in this realm here. I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. That means in every decision that you make, do not forget where you come from. Do not forget your position. Okay? People get hit and beat up in things is because other sons, yeah, they know, but they just don't know. They get beat up because you don't know where you come from. You attack things like a carnal man. Okay? And if you sow to the flesh, it says of the flesh you reap corruption. If you sow to the spirit, that means you know where you are from. Of the spirit you will lead life. It will lead to life. Okay? Ephesians 1.15. These are all positional truths. Hear this. Therefore I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all the saints, do not cease to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation. You know what Paul is praying? I'm just praying that you have wisdom and revelation. In the knowledge of him, the eyes of your understanding, that means not your physical eyes, now these eyes, your spiritual eyes, being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling, what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints, that means even as these eyes are opening up, you're coming to know your inheritance, and what is the exceeding greatness of his power towards us who believe? The Father just wants you to believe what he says about you. According to the working of his mighty power, which he worked in Christ, when he raised him from the dead and seated him at the right hand in the heavenly places, this is where you are. This is where you are. Far above all principality and power and might and dominion, and every name, whatever that name is, that is named not only in this age, but also that which is to come. After Corona, there might be something else, any name. Okay? And he put all things under his feet. The Father has put all things under Christ's feet and gave him, that is you and me, to be head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all, by grace, through faith. You believe, and you he made alive. We were dead, and now we become alive. If you are alive now, the only part of you that doesn't believe you're alive is your mind. So people get born again, they are alive, but they never thought they had to renew their mind. And so they get defeated and they still they, they still see the patterns and cycles of the world in their life. And so they give God a bad name, saying that hey, but how come this promise says this? didn't happen. It doesn't work like that. You, you have to stop praying. 
you have to start believing who he says you are. And so it says that you, he made alive. And so now even this death mindset, mind of yours is coming out and you start believing your position from where you come from, everything. Now guess what, you've been single-minded and now your body is also resting in that single-mindedness. And now you are walking something that others are not walking. That's how it flows, okay? Because everything in you wants to be single. Don't be conflicted, okay? And you will be made alive. You who were dead in trespasses and sins in which you once walked. See this. In Now see this. Look at this. In the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, that means where does he operate? In this realm. The spirit who now works in the sons of disobedience, among whom also we all once conducted ourselves. In the lust of the flesh, that means everything is sense-driven. Everything what I see, I taste, I feel, I touch, everything with, with sense-driven. This doesn't need God. That means this is, I see something in my body and so I am sick. And then this person, everything is just because the father says so, apart from the symptoms in your body. And when you start resting in, doesn't matter even if the symptoms are there, don't change who you are. Don't let your body tell you who you are or give you an identity. And I start resting my position, trust me, okay, that you put a tablet and you might get healed. After some time you realize it's not falling sick. Because you're not confusing the body anymore. You are one, you are single-minded about who you are. Okay, that's how this realm works. See this, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind and were by nature children of wrath, just as the others. But God who is rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive, made us alive together with Christ. By his you have been saved and raised us up together and made us sit together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. So Jesus dies, he rises again, he rises and he sits together at the right hand of the Father and now everyone follows suit. That's what he did to you. He's the first born again among many brethren. Okay? That in the ages to come he might show the exceeding riches of his grace and his kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. For by grace you have been saved through faith and that not of yourselves it is a gift of God. It is a gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in him. Colossians 3.1, look at this. If then you were raised with Christ, seek those things which are above where Christ is sitting at the right hand of God. And then it says, set your mind on things above, not on things of this realm, of this fallen world. That means in everything, in every problem, in every situation, decide where you come from. You're not a human, you're a son. Humans react differently, sons will react differently. And so it says, if then you were raised with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ is sitting at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above, not on things of the earth. Now see this. For you died, it tells you, it's no longer you. Your whole life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ who is alive appears, then you will also appear with him. For you died, and your whole life is hidden with Christ in God. What a rest. Your job and my job in any situation is actually just to hold your rest. That this is under my feet. And everything comes to agitate you and pull you out and get you here in the carnal start reasoning and thinking, but we are in this world, but not of this world. You're in another realm, you're plonked in another realm. And how do you see the reality of this other realm? By 
I sanctify myself by the truth. That means I don't forget where I come from. I don't forget who I am. I'm a son. I come from above. And believing is a decision. First decide whether do you really believe you die. You can't, don't deceive your body. Your body is listening to you. It's small conversation. That's why in the microcosm it comes to know this. Don't really believe. So you have a split, split personality. You say something at church, but then you go and in small conversations, you know, and then you don't see divine health in your body. Because you're deceiving yourself. Truth is one truth. If you believe it's not in your nature, it's not in your nature. Now don't go by the symptoms. And this doesn't mean don't have medicine, nothing. You know, the, the Holy Spirit is there to show you your righteousness. The Holy Spirit might tell you to pick up this and have dolo, like someone else had symptoms. You're progressing towards your perfection. That's why I can't look at someone else's testimony and apply it. I have to submit to the Holy Spirit what he's telling me to do. And even as I submit to the Holy Spirit, one day he might say, okay, today nothing. I'm going to teach you to walk on water, and now you don't need any of this. So we're not foolish. We don't just, people don't believe who they are, and suddenly one day, uh, maybe cancer shows up or something, and no, I'm going to walk on water. It doesn't work like that. You have to submit to the Holy Spirit. He'll teach you. He'll lead you. And that's why it's your personal relationship. And he'll, he will flock you towards perfection. So even as you submit to him, he's going to teach you. He's going to take you. And what is the ultimate thing? Yeah, it's not in your nature to fall asleep. He'll teach you those things. Okay? Look at this. 2 Corinthians 10. For though we walk in the flesh, that means you're in this world, we do not war according to the flesh, but we are actually not of this world. So we don't war like the people do. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, not of this realm, but they are mighty in God for pulling down strongholds, casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. That means I'm casting down arguments and everything that's coming to tell me that I'm still a human. And I'm still dealing with it like this. That's why I take those thoughts down. God is getting you into a victorious mindset. When Adam fell, his mind fell. That damn thinking, negative thinking, just in the patterns and cycles of this realm. He reasons everything. And now God is bringing you out into a position, I told you, of a king. From a slave to a son. Victorious thinking. Okay? And so it says, bring every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. That means this is finished. Being ready to punish all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. We walk in the flesh, but we don't walk like the carnal people. We don't walk war by reasoning things. I'm, I'm thinking about something in my work, and I'm, I'm, I'm doing everything like with wisdom and trying to see things, but I don't forget my position, that who's the one building this business plan? It's not a human, it's a son doing it. And so while others lead or through hard work and get some money, I want to be where I work smart and get some money. I don't have to work hard and get some money. Are you understanding? It's because that came, the toil came for Adam after he sinned. That means out of the sweat, you will make money. But for a son, it's easy. It, it, God will make you work smart, not hard. Okay? So even as I'm building this plan, I'm, I'm, I'm seeing myself as a son, and I said, it has to be this way. Okay? Galatians 5.16. We're almost ready to close. I say then, see this, walk in the spirit. That means walk in the consciousness of where you come from. Know that where you come from, you're a son. And you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusts against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary to one another, so that you do not do the things that you wish. But if you are led by the spirit, you are not under the law. Now the works of the flesh are evident, and it goes on to tell you what they are. Okay? 
Luke verse 22. But the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering. That means long-suffering doesn't mean suffer, suffering long. It just means enduring love. Like you're patient towards that person. Kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. You want to give it back to somebody and just Okay? Against such there is no law. And those who are Christ's, now see this, have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Say this about me. I have crucified my flesh with the passions and desires. Yes. First comes identity, then comes everything will follow your identity. First you start believing it. So you lose your fool, you lose your fool, you lose your fool. Still keep saying, I am Christ, I have crucified the flesh with all these passions and desires. My old man is gone. Suddenly you start seeing your real nature. Maybe self-control, gentleness, kindness start flowing. If we live in the spirit, let us also walk in the spirit. This is not about doing to get right. This is about having a consciousness every time God is brainwashing you. And this mind that got corrupted from the tree of knowledge of good and evil, a death pattern, constantly negative in its mind. Is bringing you out and now bringing in the mind of a son from where you come from, your position, that everything is under your feet. We don't run after things. We're not a slave. We're sons. Things will come and bow down to you even as you don't forget where you come from. That's the tone of Paul. If you see in the new covenant, he's just comparing the old man, your fallen nature, it's gone. And now you come from a risen man. As he is, so am I. We're sons of the resurrection. Okay? Romans 12. Do not be conformed to the world. That means don't identify with this world. That's why I tell you, please don't call when people say, but I am human only. So then you will have human results. I'm a son. And son, it doesn't mean male or female. Someone said woman can't preach. But there's no woman today. There's only a son. There's neither Jew nor Greek. There's neither male nor female. We're one in Christ. You're a son. You will only ask such questions if, if you're looking at the Bible for scripture. The Bible is not scripture. You are a species, you fell. A higher class of beings made to be loved. And Jesus came, redeemed you back. So he's your older brother, we're family. And even as you start seeing him as family, then you know lion is what to lie. Lions. So son of God means what? Gods. Are you understanding? We are redeeming you back into your position. And even as you're coming to know that you are a son, the first, the preeminence over all things, now you begin to rest more. You begin to rest more. You begin to fight less. Because we don't fight. We rest. And that's how we have victory over all things. By resting, not forgetting who we are. Do not be conformed or identified to this world, to the patterns and cycles of this world. But be transformed, transfigured by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is the good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. That means that you may come to believe who you really are, your real nature. So even as Christ has risen, so are you. And if you want to have all those things happen in your life, stop deceiving yourselves. Start believing his testimony about you. Jesus did not consider it robbery to be equal with God. And now he wants you to see yourself in the same way. So if the Bible calls you something, start seeing yourself and start resting in it. And so what's happening, you're getting elevated thinking. You're believing now. And after some time, trust me, you don't have to look at your body and say, by stripes, by stripes. It knows. 
you're a son, you can't force it. He's taking orders from you already. But it works in the microcosm. Okay, you'll wake up one day and suddenly it disappeared because you stop being double-minded about who you are. Okay, so you're not really praying, you're resting like in who he's made you. It's a being. You're a being, a higher being. Okay, so uh, let's close today. The cross is identification. I told you, every time you're seeing what Jesus did, okay, it's who you are as well. Okay, what he did, you died. And now God has opened up a new realm for you. And the way you access the realm is simply by believing who he's made you. And even if you start believing, you'll end up resting more and more and more and more. There's no fighting. I told you, I had this dream, I'll end with that. Uh, I saw all of Beloved in the armor. Uh, next week, I'm going to talk about the armor, or the week following that. Uh, the breastplate of righteousness. And this is not something you put on. It's about, it's about knowing who you are. And I saw that we were all clad the enemy ran. He didn't show up for the battle because he did not have a chance with the sons. Okay? And there was like, we were waiting and the enemy doesn't show up. Call truce. That's who you are. You become a son. Okay? And we don't fight because it's already been fought. Okay? You rest. Um, okay. So let's give a thanksgiving. Today, we celebrate Jesus, our older brother, for what he's done for us. Uh, just say this, Father, I thank you. I'm a son in your kingdom. Jesus, you're the high priest. And I give you an offering of all the of all the increase that you brought to me right now. And just worship him with it. Jesus, we just celebrate you. I thank you that you opened us, opened a way that today, because of you, we are alive. We were dead and you made us alive. That today is our birthday. Thank you for this new life. Thank you that um, I just ask you, Holy Spirit, to just remove the mind of death, the tree of knowledge of good and evil, completely out of everyone listening and feed them your life, that they will start believing your truths, righteousness, and through righteousness we reign in life. We reign in this life, that we have all things added to us. I thank you we are coming out of a mind of a slave into the mind of a son, victorious. Father, thank you that you're Holy Spirit teaching us to pull down those thoughts that are negative, that are destructive, that are just damp. And thank you for victorious thinking. Father, thank you for the rest that we have. We celebrate you, Jesus. Thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Um, okay, you can log off.